Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another new car podcast. Today we have one from way earlier in the year. Uh, and I saw it at the time. Kind of forgot about it since then. There really hasn't been much news on it, but looking at it now, it's just as crazy back in the month of my birth as it is now nearly at the end of the year. The vehicle I'm talking about is the $28 million Rolls-Royce Boat Tail. And it may just be the new, or sorry, it may just be the most expensive new car ever. And if it's not, I don't know, I don't want to know what the hell is. I don't want to know what the most expensive new car is. $28 million for what looks like a glorified Rolls-Royce Phantom. I'm not exactly impressed right now, but let's read on. Let's read on, figure out what makes this so special. Those craftsmen at Rolls-Royce Goodwood Factory sure have a solid work ethic. It was only earlier this week that Rolls announced it was getting back into the coach building game full time. And today, uh, you know, they say full time, but we haven't heard anything about a new vehicle since, but whatever. And today it has presented the Bespoke Division's first completed project. Called the Boat Tail, this striking convertible takes its name from a series of very rare, very rare rollers from the late 1920s and early 1930s. But it's this closet modern relation. Sorry, but its closet modern relation is the one-off sweep tail, or swept tail, I think, coupe unveiled at the Villa de Est in 2017. I forgot what that looks like. I need to click the link to see it. Oh, yeah, no, I remember the swept tail. Gotcha, gotcha. At the time, the swept tail's 12.8 million price made it the most expensive new car in the world. But it almost looks cheap now when compared to the 28 million dollar or 28 million euro boat tail. Or sorry, 28, or sorry, 20 million pound boat tail. How did it, how do we get a 16 million dollar price jump? How did that happen? Anyway, it becomes the most expensive new car you can buy, far exceeding the $9.7 million Bugatti, or far exceeding the $9.7 million Bugatti wants for its Centodici. Probably got that wrong. In fact, three boat tails have been built, each custom, each customized in terms of trimming and materials to suit the whims of their owners, who have been assured that Rolls won't be making more. The car in the picture is the first of those three and was commissioned by an unfeasible, unfeasibly wealthy client who also had an original 1932 Rolls-Royce boat tail restored in time for the new car's delivery. That's cool. The other two customers were apparently keener to preserve their anonymity. Or maybe they have terrible taste. God only knows. So, Phantom Underpinnings called it, but a hand-shaped body. Underneath the hand-shaped aluminum panels lies a version of the architecture of luxury aluminum space frame platform found on the latest Phantom Limousine. And measuring around 228.3 inches or 5,800 millimeters long, so, and it measures around that, which if you don't know what that means, that makes it about as long, I think as a Chevrolet Tahoe, much longer than a Chevrolet Suburban, uh, much longer than a Dodge Durango, and I think a little bit longer than the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer, which is terrifying. That makes it, to put that into context, the old, I think it was the Bentley Brooklyn's, the, what was it, the Bentley Brooklyn, was it the Brooklyn's Coupe or the, it was like a Bentley Mulsanne Coupe, effectively, that was... 213 inches long, if I remember correctly. So this is much longer than that. What was it again? I don't remember what it, what that Bentley was called, but I digress. Every one of those body panels is new, as are the super slim LED headlights and even slimmer taillights set into a pinched tail that, in our opinion, 
looks out of proportion with the rest of the car, and you're kind of right about that. But forget the shape of that tail. It's what's underneath the open pore, I can't even say that, veneer that matters. The center hinged deck lid opens up like a butterfly's wings to reveal what Rolls calls a hosting sweep. Inside are two fridges and a special cutlery and crockery set from Christoffel, which we're, which we're presuming must be what posh people have on their dinner tables. The setup is even more extravagant than the recreation model Rolls designed for the Cullen SUV. When the two parts of the deck lid lift upwards, the two components of the hosting suite are lifted upwards and tilted to 15, degree, 15 degrees for easy access. Completing the Country Picnic, picnic, country picnic Toolkit are a pair of carbon fiber stools. That's Why carbon fiber though? You would think it'd be a more luxurious material than that rather than a, a weight shedding material. But anyway, And a parasol that extends from the rear of the car. Well, you wouldn't want that caviar to get too warm. But if the weather does take a turn for the worst, and you've left the fixed canopy roof at home in your 24-car garage, it's comforting to know there's a temporary tanu cover on board for what Rolls-Royce calls static tran transitory shelter, which we think means it stops the seats getting wet when it's parked up while you wait for the rain to pass. Under the long hood is the Phantom's familiar 6 quarter liter twin-turbo V12 developing 563 horsepower. Rolls-Royce doesn't mention a 0 to 60 mile per hour figure because the only kind of time this buyer was interested in was the sort measured by his, his and hers Swiss-made Bovee watches, one of which can be inserted into the minimalist dashboard to become the car's clock. Because when you're seriously rich, there's almost nothing Rolls-Royce can't do. Yeah, pretty much. So with all the hard stats out of the way, once again it comes time to talk about the looks of, of the bow tail. I almost call it the swept tail, my bad. So do I like the boat tail? Uh, well, let's go to the face. Let's start with the face as we always do. I do indeed like the face. Typical Rolls-Royce, but with a more bespoke touch to it. And that's, that's a pretty good thing. I wouldn't want Rolls-Royce to change their design language too much. We have the Spirit of Ecstasy as always, and we have a two-tone paint job. So again, for the most part, it's pretty standard Rolls-Royce outside of the different headlights. If we go, let's see, oh wow, that roof is gorgeous. If we go to the side, it looks okay with the roof down. It looks like a two-door, it's like a Phantom drop head, because drop head was pretty much the two-door Phantoms, and yeah, it looks like a two-door Phantom with a with hello rear overhang, right? That's pretty much what it looks like, but the problem isn't looking at it from the side with the top down. No, that's completely fine. The problem is what is when you look at it from the side with the top up. Because this kind of Rolls-Royce, to me, looks like it should have a more steeply raked windshield. The windshield comes up a bit too much, and it looks a little bit ungainly. It's awkwardly proportioned. This, this is the type of car that should look like a drawing. And what I mean by that is long, low, and mean with a hella raked windshield so that it doesn't stick out on top, stick out on top like elf ears. And yet, with the top, with the top up... That's kind of what it looks like. It, the roof looks like it should be more steeply raked, but because the glass is so tall and the windshield, the A-pillar is so tall, it, it looks out of place. It, now, in fairness, Rolls-Royce do appear to have styled it to actually fit. It wasn't an afterthought. It's just that it's, to me at least, it's pretty obvious that this is not the way the car is meant to be driven. It's meant to have the top down. And it's a shame because it... From a three-quarter rear angle, as I'm looking at it here, it actually looks pretty good with the roof up. Really, really good with the roof up. Like a more, like more fastback-y Rolls-Royce Wraith, which is a very good thing. But again, the windshield frame 
is so tall, the windshield frame is so tall, it, it ruins whatever sleek quality the car has to it. And again, makes it look a little bit ungainly. So in an ideal world, what Bentley would have done, or not Bentley, what Rolls-Royce would have done, is rate the windshield a little bit more steeply. That way, that way it's sleeker. That way it looks more... What I've, I've overused the word sleek, so I'm not trying to say that again, but... Oh god, this top-down three-quarter angle, that makes it look even more ungainly. Just, it's, just, it's just very awkward looking. So to make it look almost more aerodynamic, really, to make it look more aerodynamic in an ideal world, what Rolls-Royce would have done is more steeply rake the windshield. And so if you don't know what I mean by rake the windshield, what I mean is slant it. Slant the A-pillar so that the windshield looks like it's it was formed with the wind rather than standing opposed standing up and opposed to it. It's not like a Jeep Wrangler or a Land Rover Defender or old Land Rover Defender. It's not like that. It's not like that, but it kind of feels that way. The, it's just that the A-pillar is really, really upright, and it needs to be less upright. It needs to be slanted, skewed, whatever the word is, it needs to be skewed a lot more. It it, it doesn't completely ruin the lines of the car. It's, it doesn't ruin the lines of the car, but it is very abrupt. It breaks the cohesion of the design, to me anyway. That's how it, that's how it looks. Where, what photo am I on right now? This is all the, all the drawings. Wow, even in the even in some of the draw in some of the design, some of the drawings, the A pillar is pretty upright. That's a that's a bit of a shame. In one of the sketches, it's a lot. I don't think it's enough, but it is more. It is more skewed. It is more slanted, and that's that's right. It makes it look more elegant. It makes it look again much more aerodynamic. Like it just cuts through the wind seamlessly. Obviously, the face doesn't do that, but yeah, that A pillar though, just not working for me. Let's move to the back though, because we've already talked about we've already talked about the front and the side enough. Alright, let's see. With the rear, I like the new taillights. I like that. I like the way they've integrated the two-tone, because it takes up the majority of the rear end. I do enjoy that. It looks like they've got wood paneling on the top of the, for lack of a better word, the butterfly, the butterfly fender, or not fenders. Um the butterfly hatches. <laughs> the, the butterfly wings where the tip where the trunk should be, right? It's like those old, it's like those old, like, 1930s cars where you have to pull up on the hood and then it has that gull wing. It's like that, except without the side pieces. Really cool. Really, really cool. I like that it's probably one of the few cars I can think of, maybe, well, certainly the only car I can think of right now where it has that feature, but on the rear of the car rather than where the engine compartment is. But, yeah, it makes me think of a boat. It makes me think of, like, the very back of a boat where you have, have, like, the steps and it's all wood paneling. It makes me think of that. So... Boat tail indeed. Boat tail indeed. And the rear end has a bit of a taper to it, so it also makes me think of a boat there. Now, the car scoops riders say they don't like it. They don't seem to be a fan of the taper. Me, I would maybe, I don't know, maybe I'd like it more if the front also tapered, but that would probably look really, really weird. Like, think of, for the rear, think of the McLaren, what's it, the speed tail? Think of the McLaren speed tail, but on a Rolls Royce, on a two-door drop top. Rolls Royce Phantom, and it's, it is kind of like that, I, I like it, I think I'd really have to see it in the flesh, I don't think it looks bad in the photos, I really don't, I do, however, think I, I would have to see this thing in the flesh, to really know, because in the photos, I think it's, it's pretty gorgeous, it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit with the general design of the Phantom, I say of the Phantom, of the sweep tail, not sweep tail, boat tail, 
because it is largely just a slightly, visually speaking, it is just a slightly altered Rolls-Royce Phantom. So having that squared off traditional Rolls-Royce body with a very organic, fluid-looking tail doesn't, I don't think it thematically works. It's almost like there's two different cars, right? That's how it, that's how it appears to me. So thematically, it's not, it's not as consistent as I would hope. But on its own, it's a really cool idea. I love the way it looks. The wheels, wheels are fine. The wheels have these uh, body color inserts, which is pretty cool. And then they have white wall, a very thin rim, but white walls, which I love. It's funny, it's funny for me to say, oh, I love these white walls because white walls these days are completely out of style. They've been out of style for, what, three decades. But they work here because it's, it, it's been subtly done. So I, I rather enjoy it. Yeah, I, li- I like the top they've added. I just wish that A-pillar was, was more slanted. That way, and I guess the, the fastback, the rake of the roof was also increased. That way it would look more like a fastback. It would look, it would look more windsheared to me. Yeah, this is a very, you know, this is opulence. That's what Rolls-Royce does best. It's, it's crazy. The amount of luxury. Rolls-Royce, I think with this car and in general, tends to beat Bentley for luxury. Because they go above and beyond when they get a project like this. Or even in the options list of like a phantom or a ghost. But let's let's see if I can find some interior, some actual interior shots here. I haven't found any yet. I found a few where the storage compartment's open, and yes, it's all nice and lovely, very cool. Bunch of Jesus Christ, is that? I don't know if that's stainless steel or aluminum, but that is the shiniest looking storage storage bin I've ever seen. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, though, uh, where's some of the interior? Oh my God! It looks like they put granite. Looks like there's a granite dash insert. That's kind of cool. Where is the actual interior though? I'm not seeing any photos of it yet. And then we have all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I don't think they have an actual photo of like the dash, the dashboard, the seats. They've only got a few like teaser style photos here and there, but I'm not seeing anything else that's genuinely impressive. I'm not seeing anything else that is an actual interior shot, what we would call an interior shot. Not seeing, oh, there's a top-down one. Interior is very blue. It looks like a standard Rolls-Royce interior. So I think that's as close as I'm gonna get. Now, to be fair, as annoying as it might be that it's it looks to roughly be a standard Rolls-Royce interior, a standard Rolls-Royce interior is still crazy, right? Let's not, let's not misunderstand. A normal Rolls-Royce interior is by, isn't by any means normal. Yeah, it looks like there's just a few cool touches here and there, but on the whole, pretty standard Rolls-Royce. So I would give this, uh, I think a 7.2 out of 10. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There are There's a few things I'm unsure of, as with most cars, but I like it. I kind of like it. It's pretty cool. I just wish that A-pillar wasn't so juicing high. But anyway, though, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please make sure to like, share, and follow it. And if you're watching on YouTube... Please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that we're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have a want the pod be mobile app, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcasts. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum, Cody S. Car Conundrum, and choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. Before we end, I want to inform you all that you can now monetarily support this podcast and indeed the entirety of Cody's Car Conundrum with Kofi. Uh, well, it might be coffee, but it's spelled K-O-F-I, and that's weird, so I say it Kofi. 
In any case, Kofi is an alternative to Patreon where, beautifully and as God intended, you, the supporters, don't have to pay a fee, like on Patreon, to support my work. So if you like what I do and want to see me cover, slash talk about, slash make a video regarding something specific, or want me to branch out into other areas of car culture, then head on over to ko-fi.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, where you can make a minimum donation of $5 towards me and the brand. In return, you'll be helping me afford new equipment, afford upgrades to my existing tools, You'll receive polls asking what topic you want me to dive into next. You'll get to see voted and non-voted content before public release, various forms of recognition for your support, and the ability to vote on merch designs you'd like to see on the Teespring store. And now it's time to close. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.